Hot Ape Summer, we're here cause we wanna be Hot Ape Summer, it's Chuck and Dale B. Do 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 do. Welcome. Hot Ape Summer. Everybody. It's Hot Ape Summer. To Bat and Spider episode. It's hot Ape Summer. 165. It's Hot Ape Summer. The throes of heat waves. And hot apes. Hot Chuck and Dale here. Hot for you and your podcast hot pleasure. We're talking about this week. Hot Chimera from 1991. Hot apes directed by it's hot apes Lawrence Gordon Clark in it. Hot apes Friend of the show, Brandon. Found out said ape was called Chad, and I was pretty much on tilt for the rest of the night. Hot ape summer. It's hot ape summer. Wait a second. Wait a second. On tilt. Someone. My brother sent said he was on tilt in a text to me last week. Really? I don't. I don't know this slang. What is this? What What's is this on tilt? What is this? Chuck. What's happening? What is this? I bet you it's from Snapchat. Yeah. I had to go, but I was like, I don't know what you're talking about on tilt. Like the only thing about tilt I know is uh, pinball machines. Right. You know? Yep. And how they were illegal in New York <laughs> for decades. Gambling. It's gambling. It's gambling. Games until chance. Until one lucky person happened to take a stand and make the city of New York see. Make them see. Yeah, we're back for another edition of a dish of Hot Ape Summer. We sure are. Boy, we're, we're kind of round in that bend, round in the peak, yeah. over the peak. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? It's hot. It's definitely hot. Can we have some, Chuck, what are some of your thoughts so far of Hot Ape Summer, this, this year's a, a big <sighs> summer event? What do you think? I think uh, our choices so far, I think we are... Um, we're going to we're going to owe the listeners some some dessert I think after <laughs> the movies we picked this month. I mean I I've had a blast. I mean this is why we're here is to watch these movies. I have no regret, no regrets, okay? Right. Exactly. Uh but I can tell, you know, I've got my minions on the ground. They're telling me what the mumblings are amongst the people and I can tell people are getting a little restless, right? Is there not This is not Charlton Heston territory that we're watching here it's not dr zayas i get it but uh I, apes you want apes you'll have exactly let them eat apes <laughs> you know like you want in hot apes yes. you got hot apes what what yeah. else can we say we could do planet yeah. of the apes over again believe me i wish that's what we could do <laughs> this is like that meme of no honey we have apes at home and it's like a, a, a box of <laughs> right. APE from 1976. Can we go to Hot Ape Summer? No, we have Hot Apes at home. <laughs> and it's like, the, the, then it's July 2023 at home. Yeah. VHS you know? copy of Link on, the, on top of the VHS. Yeah, right. <laughs> the quality is so bad you can't even see the, the rounded fronts of Elizabeth Shue's nudity. <laughs> or the gaze 
of uh, Link gazing into them with his with his old that's man sick face, with his dyed hair and his fake ears. Mm. Imposter syndrome. Elizabeth shoe up and down. Imposter syndrome. Dale, there's a moth that just landed right next to my mouse, and I'm terrified. Hot ape summer. Hot ape summer. What's what's next? What did you watch? Anything? Did you watch um, Hudson Hawk two? The Hawkening. <laughs> no. This week. No, I did. I um. I didn't watch. I did. I watched a movie. Uh, I got nothing really to say about it. I did. Though I'm looking at my desk, Dale, you know, searching for something to talk about and get that fucking WhatsApp got me again. I opened up that stupid what's, sorry, I said WhatsApp. You did. What's, what not, what not, that what not. Oh, tell, do again. tell, please do tell. So I only follow like two people. So right. I'll get the notifications. All right. Good people. And one is the, this seller from uh, New York City and they, they're always on there. They're almost on there nightly, I feel like. And they were doing $3 comics. And look, $3 is too much. Usually they do a dollar. Like I'm, I'm more on board with that. And I saw this $3 thing go live. Yeah, I'll check it out. She was my, mm-hmm. you know, before I knew it, Dale, I had bid on and won six comic books. <laughs> it was like I blacked out. Holy, by one seller, like one after another, this guy's putting yeah. them up and you're bidding. It's addictive because it's just like you're watching the video feed. He puts up a comic, starts yeah. the auction, you know, and these are, and these were not like, these were not books that people wanted, like only freaks like me wanted them. Sure. So like half of them people wouldn't, wouldn't sell, you know, but I couldn't resist and I ended up buying six. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll buy one or two. Cause I, like you, you save on shipping, you know, like you buy one, you yeah. pay like, five bucks shipping and then the next one you're only paying like 50 more cents so it's like well i might as well get more to make this worth it if i'm gonna have a stupid comic book shipped to me right yeah especially if the comic is a dollar or three dollars so i don't know i could bore you by going through these or we could just skip to your life no let's get no let's get into the real talk of of whatnot and the like are these the types of like sellers you would see at the the ballroom of the Ramada for the 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 quarterly mm. comics here under a dollar comic Maybe. shows? Like, Possibly, I get the idea that these these are pretty young guys that run this account. Um, maybe in their twenties, maybe maybe they're older than that. I don't know. You don't off sometimes you see their faces, but often you don't. Oh, okay. Um, but they do it so often that, yeah, I got it. The, this must be like their main gig, I'm guessing, mm. how often they do it, you know? So uh, so it's pretty so yeah, much like, pro- like there's this expectation that our significant others know that we do a podcast yeah. on Monday nights. So it's like, we got to yeah. get to it. You think with these guys, they like kiss their families after dinner and get on the whatnot. I wouldn't claim... That they have families, first off. <laughs> no offense out there. Right. Whatnotters. But these buildings they're in, I don't know. No, this tell me. House. What, what buildings are they in? What are you, what are you <laughs> talking about? It just didn't about? look like a house this guy was in. Okay. Right? It looked like a warehouse situation, back closet. It looked uh, commercial, not residential. Commercial. I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of these whatnotters are at home, but 
I don't know. These guys. So what do you see? Like I mean, is it like, is it like a folding table with a comic box and like a pair of hands? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Usually you see like, a, um, you know, like a, like some sort of book stand that'll hold the book up. Oh, okay. Like one at a time they'll put it on the book stand. Yeah. They'll have their, their phone mounted probably right in front of it. <laughs> and they, they're putting it up and they're talking, you know, usually I have the sound off cause I'm watching TV. So I don't even hear what they're saying. So, um, but yeah, but then I'll just, I, like I bought this, I bought, I put this light on. I'm going to go through them. You can cut, you can cut all this. This is, this is boring. This is like detective comic. This is like when, when somebody famous comes across a, a Twitcher with nobody viewing them and they like overnight, they turn them into a sensation because uh, like <laughs> you are making these whatnot comic sellers, like you're making their nights. I know. No, I'm not. No, they're selling. They're selling so many. I'm just a number to them. I'm just a screen name. I don't know if that's true. Oh, the other thing they do that get you hooked in is they do giveaways. Like they'll be like, oh, I'm giving away this book, but you got to, but like they'll have a, like you have to stay in the room for five minutes or something. Oh, To to be in the running. Like you can't leave, come back. You got to stay there. It's, you know, it's all, it's just to get people in. You know, I'm sure people just scroll the app. They're like, oh, they're doing a giveaway. I'll I'll hop in there, you know. Yeah, they're freaking out. Okay. So let's, let's see your books. Come on, show me. Show everybody. Okay. Uh, Detective Comics 658. I'm not a big Batman aficionado. I'm sort of dipping my finger into these 80s, 90s uh, runs. So I, I picked this up because art, uh, I, I, from what I could read on screen, I picked out Michael Netzer uh, did the interior art or he did the pencils, mm-hmm. which he's a, you want, you want to read a fascinating life. You go Google Michael Netzer and um, I forget what his real name is. He's got another name. Uh, Interesting guy. He, uh, there was a lot of, uh, this comic look, especially looks like, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but without making Frank Miller mad or Michael Netzer mad, but they got into it because Michael Netzer oh. started drawing like Frank Miller drew in Sin City. Michael Netzer claimed, oh, I've been drawn in that style since the seventies. Give me a break, Frank. Frank yelled at him in the, in the letters pages of Sin City and stuff. It's just to, just thing. to inject myself. It sounds like his original, his other name is Michael Nasser. Michael Nasser. That's right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. But I love his art. I even if he's ripping off Frank, I don't care because I, I love that his stuff, uh, okay. especially when he's ripping Frank off. <laughs> right. If that's what he's doing. Uh oh! But this was a treat when it came because I didn't even realize I didn't. You know, it's it's hard to see on the little phone. But this cover is a jam between um, what's his name, Kelly? Who's that Batman artist guy? Kelly Kelly Jones. Kelly Kelly, Kelly Jones and Sam Keith. Whoa! Uh, I I thought I, I saw thought some Sam cool. Keith. I thought I saw some Sam Keith on the on the, the yeah. bottom there. This is cool. I didn't, I never knew they uh ever worked together. That's cool. Uh, let's see. This one's sort of a dud. Uh, Marvel Comics presents fifty six. This didn't. I just bought this on a just like because 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 like, might as well throw it in there. I like Marvel Comics presents. They're fun to buy because sometimes you get like a. You know, there's gems in there. It's cool. Uh, I got another. That's a cool cover. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these, I got this Marvel Comics Presents because it's the Sam Keith cover. Oh, uh, yes. I had that. His covers were just incredible. Yeah. This is a 93 Ghost Rider and Cable. Um, God, this cover. Yeah. 
I think the interior art's good too on that story, actually. I forget who did it, but uh, I got a random uh, Ghost Rider issue. Ghost, Ghost Rider 35 versus Heart Attack. Mm. Uh, written by Howard Mackey, whom I rode in the shuttle with uh, at Heroes Con. <laughs> a little bit of trivia. Um, it's a chatty Cathy, that Howard Mackey. Is he? Yeah, nice guy. Talks. Um, Maybe you'll do a Black Dungeon Hunter, episode with us. I'm sure he would. Uh, Punisher War Journal number Ooh. 12. Uh, Jim Lee Art. Um, it's got the Bushwhacker in it. I think the Bushwhacker can change his arm into guns. You see his fleshy gun arm? That's not natural. No. That is not natural. Frank's going to have to clean that up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. And this one, the last one, I probably have it, but I wasn't sure. This is Chapel number five. Now, Ooh, Chapel. Wow. Chapel. Uh, member of Youngblood, Rob Liefeld creation. Um, he had his own miniseries, Chapel. I, I think I think this was probably the last issue. It didn't run very long. But they had a young artist, Galvin Irving, who I, I think has I think I looked him up and he passed away. But his art in this incredible stuff. Really? I, I just love his art. Calvin Calvin Irving. Uh yeah, if you ever see these in quarter bins, pick them up because he's uh I think he's fantastic. And he uh yeah, it's a shame. I think he died young. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I always buy these when I see them because I'll probably just, you know, I think they shouldn't be rotting in there and I'll give them to people or whatever, but yeah. Um, you have a good heart, Chuck. But yeah, that's it. That's, that's what cool. happened. That's, you know. That's great. I like, yeah. I, I like the, I like your stories. <laughs> you got any stories, Dale? Did you do anything this week? God, did I do anything Besides. this week? Oh, Chuck, uh, last Friday night, uh, I went to WWE SmackDown event in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, you saw the big show. Yeah, I, I, I saw the big Circus show. Circus came to town. Circus came to town. I was going to be a hero to my family. I, I told my son, I said, son, got us SmackDown tickets for Friday night. Yeah. Dad, it's just something I would prefer to watch on TV if I was going to watch it. He says, <laughs> "Like he doesn't, he doesn't watch wrestling. He'll get on yeah. like he'll get on fits and and starts where he'll watch it for like two or three days. He'll watch Peacock, like just catch up. The last thing we watched was WrestleMania. Like he watched all of WrestleMania, but I yeah. was like, this is cool. You're going to be able to see them, you know, in live and in person. Like that's different than yeah. making time for it elsewhere." My family didn't want anything to do with me or my, my efforts God. to get SmackDown tickets. So I started recruiting. I like, I started begging people to come with me. I started begging people <sighs> that I knew. Luckily, I have a coworker who was, who's big into wrestling. So, you know, he's like oh, good. 15 or 20 years younger than me, but, but, but he can drink beer with the best of them and he likes wrestling. <laughs> so, um, I took him and, and, uh, nice. And, YouTube's Brian Rummel came with me because, you know, he, oh, nice. because we used to, he knows, he used to watch wrestling. So he's all about a good time. Oh, good. Oh, and, good. uh, yeah, had, we had some fun and, you know, like it's, it was cool to be able to be there and, you know, kind of like jump in and like figure out what's going on in the storylines. Cause you know, I don't really yeah. look what's happening in the storylines and my coworker, Sam, 
he was filling me in on some stuff and I got, I got to see some great got to see some great moments in live wrestling because you know mm-hmm. without the commentary and stuff and we we're kind of like up high you know you're you're just seeing the match without commentary and you talked about this when you went to go see your wrestling uh match a couple weeks ago it's just a different vibe you know so they're uh like luckily to help keep the audience engaged, you know, they do like in-ring interviews with people and stuff like that. But, um, you know, they, yeah. uh, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Bianca Belair was there, Chuck, you know, we, yeah. we like Bianca and she is, uh, you know, she's kind of, I guess like last, last I saw she had, um, won the belt or kept the belt from Asuka in uh, WrestleMania. And, they had they were having a rematch or something or Asuka had the belt she this lost, time. Yeah, she lost the belt to Asuka later. Um Okay. Bianca's beltless right now. Yeah. Yeah, she's beltless. And uh <clears throat> but it's funny because Charlotte Charlotte Flair didn't wrestle, but she was like there, like, uh, you know, I have a feeling she was like, you know, perf- like being interviewed and it's like, Bianca, if you win, you know, I'm gonna be around because I'm yeah. coming for that thing. I love Charlotte Flair, but all I know about Charlotte, she's like the she's like the female Roman Reigns. She's just like always has a belt. When I when I take notice of Charlotte so Flair, she's got a belt draped around her shoulders. So, yeah. uh, but zero charisma. But she was there, and uh, <laughs> yes, she was. Um, so, like all you know, automatically she's in the hunt for the belt again. So I'm sure she'll get it come SummerSlam or, or whatever. But, um. There was a cool moment at the end. I think since, you know, SmackDown is live on Friday night, they they just run until 10 o'clock. And if there's still stuff going on in the matches, they just don't televise that. Or, or this Cody Rhodes match was always scheduled to be a dark match. It was after 10 o'clock. Mm. And Cody Rhodes wrestled some somebody, some jobber or something. Um, but... After the match, he was like really endearing and humble and sweet and was like talking to us. He wasn't talking to anybody on the TV, but he was talking to anybody in the audience. Like, you know, we like really appreciate coming out. This is like, we work hard for you guys and like you really showed up and it was like the biggest, the biggest WWE crowd Raleigh has ever seen. And, um, you like he stuck around. He was like, "I'm gonna be down here. If you guys want to come down for a picture, some autographs, like come on down." Wow. They will kick. He's like, "They will kick me out, but I'll stay as long as they'll let me." And uh, it was just really, really cool. I was like, "Do I need a Cody Rhodes shirt after this?" You know, because um, it was just really, Roman Reigns. It was like that. a really cool, real moment. Yeah, you don't see Roman Reigns yeah. do that. You know, no, Cody's the people's champ. Yeah, he's, uh, he's cut from the same cloth we are. You know. Right. And, and even he's, even though he's the American nightmare, he's like the American dream. I don't, you know, I don't love that. I, I don't, do I, I don't feel think that, it fits. That name. I don't think, I don't think it, it fits. Fit him. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, but now he's, he's got this like permanent thing on his neck that I guess, <laughs> you know, was like indicative that he's a, an American nightmare. Yeah. So that's what he has to be now. But, uh, yeah. you know, he's not like, even like a cool nightmare like Chapel would be or Ghost Rider, the American yeah, nightmare, weird, but he's but he, you're he's rooting playing, for him. He's such he's such a like a, a, a he's such a like a hero, he man, patriotic looking guy. Yeah. And it's just like 
the nightmare thing just doesn't, you know what? I, the bad thing is, is it makes me think of, cause it's a line when, sorry, politics, Trump's inaugural speech. It was called the American nightmare speech. And that's all I ever think of. Cause he said that, that term in that speech. Uh, so it always like that whenever I hear Cody's name, that always comes up and it's like, no, eh. so that's, yeah, so that's I like a that association, but right. That's that association is already like, you know, tainted for you or whatever. Yeah. I just don't think, you know, it's like American nightmare, but it's like that font is like filled in with the American flag. And it's like, you know, he's, he's a good <laughs> yeah. guy and he's like hugging his wife and he's kid, you know, like holding kids and yeah. And he gives a belt to a kid every time he comes out. Yeah. Which is amazing, you know? But yeah. so like, you know, like mate, it's like the American nightmare, like, like it's a cool nightmare, but still, I, I don't know. It's, it seems just like yeah. he's like branded with that because his dad was the American dream and whatever, but, but still Cody Rhodes, like, you know, cool. Hey, uh, do I need a shirt? Like I, I wanted to buy a shirt, but when, by the time we got there, the merchandise table was so long. I was like, I don't need any shirt. <laughs> yeah. I don't no need way. a uh-uh. shirt here. No, no. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, when we went to raw, I was like, it's so excited for merch. And as soon yeah. as I saw a line, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm no. If I don't, if, I don't have any uh, uh, screaming children with me begging for a, a shirt, so I'm not. There's you couldn't pay me to sit in that line. Yeah, no. <laughs> to fork yes. over eighty dollars for two uh, shirts, right? Give me a break. Um, so it was fun. That's I had a lot exciting. Of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw. I forgot. I saw wrestling too this weekend, Dale. Well, I went to a lo- I went to the local, truly independent wrestling association down at the local YMCA. Incredible show. This that was uh, better fun. than last week. It, it felt like they they polished things up a little bit. Things were a little tighter this time around. Yeah, but boy, it was hot in that YMCA gym, Dale. Oof, thick, really. Oh, yeah. It got rough there towards the end. Um, but I saw I did recently. I learned that guys who take like HGH they get really big nipples. Oh, really? Okay. Really yeah, like and I, like and I, round like round perimeter wise or like puffy no I think like, like pointy 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 nipples oh jeez pointy big nipples that's effed up and, that is beyond effed yeah and I I there there was a guy there was an older guy who was really ripped wrestling and I nudged Melissa I was like check out his nipples it's it's because he was probably on HGH Jesus and she was like she was mad because she was like now I can't look at anything else but this guy's nipples right she's just dialed in yeah. Which, whatever. Yeah, she's probably like... This is the life she chose. I know. And then, you know, she can just... All she can probably imagine is like (laughs) his nasty gargantuan nipple like getting drug across like that wrestling mat. You know what I mean? Like when he's chest down like... I think we've talked about this before, but my greatest fear is wrestlers' nipples being chafed or... Drug across a wrestling mat. off somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Especially imagine big, getting it like caught on like the the steel steps or something. Oh, you know, f! You kidding me? Yeah. Anyway, so nipple guy, I see him wrestle Saturday night. Big puffy bastards. Tonight I'm in the I'm in the produce section at Walmart, looking at touching all the avocados because they're all hard. Yeah. There's nipple guy standing there. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say anything because I was like, I was in a hurry. You would have made his day. Yeah, I know. I should have. I really should have. But I was like, 
Speaking of that, I was at uh, Ocean State Job Lot and the the I was in a bad mood, Dale. And the guy, the cashier guy, was like looking at my Crypt Keeper's coffin shirt and he was chatting me up about he the crypt. Finally, gets it out of me that I do a podcast. Does he really? And I, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna check it out. What's it called?" I'm like, "Bat and Spider." I'm like trying to walk out the door. I felt so bad afterwards. I was like, I should have just, I should have just coddled this guy. And like, I know he could have been our, but what in those moments, in those moments you think, I I would think, what would Matt H do? What would, what would (laughs) H of escape pod do? And he would be selling the whole store. He would be selling the whole store on the podcast, (laughs) but, but you and I are cut from something, same cloth. We don't want anybody to know we podcast. No, 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 no. If the, if somebody doesn't find the podcast naturally, then it did, then it doesn't count. It's not worth it. Then it's not a real listen. Right. I don't want weird fake listens. Right. We don't want sympathy listens just because, you know, like we don't want you to download the show because you know us. Yeah, exactly. We want you to really be into just vile. We want the people who are going to watch. Puffy nipple talk. (laughs) We want puffy nipple people who are going to watch four hours of 1991 British TV taped on a VCR cassette, right? We want those people. Right. Just like this week's hot ape summer feature, Chimera. Chimera. Chuck, let's yeah, let's pivot over to Chimera and you <laughs> okay. tell me let's what we watched. You tell me what we watched. Okay. We watched Chimera. Four-part series based on a novel. It's a thriller, folks. It's a thriller. Uh, in a very British vein, all right? We got we got a, a, a out in the country. We got a, a, a clinic, a um, re, what's it called? A reproduction clinic? What's that called? Fertility clinic. <laughs> Fertility clinic, clinic to help ladies have babies. All right. Um, but this clinic is special. There, they the, the the fertility stuff is a front. What they really want to do is they want to make half men, half monkeys in the back in the back right there. So they've been working on this hard, uh, but shit gets crazy because their main ape man, Chad gets loose, slaughters like seven people. Mm. The clinic burns down and he runs away. And what we get is um, a movie critic (laughs) and (laughs) another former doctor and uh, 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 a widower who lost his wife in the fire. They're all racing, trying to figure out what's going on here as the, I don't know if they were MI6 or what, some secret <laughs> shadowy government organization is trying to clean this whole thing up, contain it, keep it secret, and kill the monkey man uh, and make it all disappear. Yeah. That's what we witnessed in Chimera. Well said. Now, thank you. the good, bad about the, uh, the the thing is obviously it's like you know like a bottleneck coming in going in we watch four hours of television but coming out it's the same segment of a podcast so you guys yeah you, know, you guys are all going to benefit <laughs> but there are a couple of us especially grew grux dave running the discord drive-in uh there are a few of them in there for both nights and god bless them i know i was sticking it out I, I do want to i want to address this actually i've been this has been killing me because I don't think I've talked about this on air. I love that they're doing this. And I, with all my heart, want to be there with them, yucking it up. Mm-hmm. But 
for art from it's my art dale all right i can't i can't taint with the solo watching like yeah. whenever i go there and watch a, a joe bob with everyone you, you, I, I'm loath to even log those movies in Letterboxd because I feel like I haven't watched them because I'm too busy, you know, working on my material, you know? Right, I'm, right, I'm right, entertaining. right. Yeah. It doesn't feel like I'm watching a movie. I feel like I'm, I'm like sifting through, uh, trying to find gold in a, in a small stream, you know? Right. You're just, you're just sifting banging out one liners, you know? Yeah. So I, in, in looking in for emoji reactions of, in discord. You know, exactly justifying yeah. your existence. I'm trying to figure out how to make fun of Cablasto with a screenshot from the movie or something. Right. Ultimately. Um, so that experience, it, I just, I need to watch, I need, I need to solo watch these movies, take yeah. it in with complete focus. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just want to say that for the people in there. It's, it's not cause I don't want to be there. It's cause I, I just, I need, I need, I need, I need uh, certain circumstances. I, I don't think yeah. anybody would would uh, care either way. Okay, good. Yeah, I think you could have just told me that, and I didn't have to say that. Um, before we move any further, because I don't keep notes in front of me or an outline of what I should be doing the show, you guys need to take a look at whatever app or whatever device is playing your podcast right now, and take a look at that beautiful art done by yeah. special guest artist this week, Olive Hass. Yes, that Olive has. No, yeah. I mean, if you if if intrepid listeners may be putting the, the hearing that last name may have tipped off who this uh, uh, this brilliant artist is. Right. Yeah. Uh, All coordinated through the with the help yeah. of our uh, we're fr- our friend over at the uh, seventy millimeter podcast, uh, Danny Hass. Yes, Olive. Thank you so much. This is beautiful, and um, yeah. we are grateful that you were contributing. Just amazing so awesome. art for Hot Ape Summer. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I love Hot Ape Summer. I love this is this is amazing. A break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from right. the art, right? I love watching other people do that. You know, it's oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, so Olive, thank you. And yeah, uh, thank you, Olive. Yeah, let's 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 talk about Chimera. So Chuck, what what what? You know, you watch four hours. You watch four di- separate episodes. Tell mm-hmm. me. What? Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your vibes. Well, I got to first. I I saw some of the reactions coming out of the the live watch, and I you know I could tell people were not excited. That's not yeah. Um, I I I agree. I agree with you. And w- which I you know which I am loath to. I understand. I get it. But for me, watching Chimera was like putting on a cozy old sweater. I've spent a lot of hours in the middle of the night watching old BBC mystery shows from this era that it is, it's, it's a happy place for me. It's cozy. I know it's dull. I know it's gray. I know it feels like watching mud flow (laughs) sometimes. But I love it. I love it. Allison Chain's song because mud, "Watching the Mud Flow." Watching the mud flow. That's one of the. That's on Dirt, I think. And I love. I love it because it's four hours of just watching people do stuff, you know, which is one of my favorite things in movies. I love watching people do stuff. Like, I love. I love the 
the especially it's 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 a time capsule too. I love how much exposure we got to the job of uh, magazine researcher. That guy, that guy would have been a podcaster in 2023. That guy, I mean, that I don't know. I don't think that's a job anymore. Like because <laughs> the internet has, you know, I'm sure journalists just have to do their own research now because they can <laughs> right. just type in whatever. <laughs> but back then. You had professionals who went to school and learned how to research. And this guy was, I was just like, I, I wish I had this job. I wish this was my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, this researcher, this magazine researcher, just digging up dirt on whatever names are thrown in front of them. I love it. I love right. it so much. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I, uh, I, I, I loved it. I didn't, the ape stuff, they, it, it, I wanted more ape action. There's not a, a ton of ape, half man, half ape action. And it is silly that he's named Chad. Uh, the, the ape monster is named, is named Chad. Okay. Just, well, well, we're just saying it, Chad. Um, for me, it's the experience for me. It's, it's everything even like around the story. I, I love, I loved watching Tracy's journey. Like the whole first episode, we think Tracy's our main character in this thing but she dies at the end of the episode yeah i loved that but i also loved watching her you know dip into her life her living her flatmates having that party breaking up with a boyfriend getting a new job in the country at this clinic starting at the clinic Mm -hmm. seeing hey there's something not right here why is everyone being so hush hush about these animals in the back room there i don't get it yeah and then she she gets slaughtered with everyone else (laughs) By a, a half man, by Chad with a knife in the dark. Chad with a knife. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Dale. I, I I'm going. I'm I'm all over the place. I uh, like this. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I get it. I, I get know. you. Um, what about you? Did you did you hate it? Did you love it? I'm. Uh, yeah. So like, I loved it. <laughs> Chuck, look at me. me. Chuck, look at me. If I could press my my naked eyeball to your naked eyeball right now, <laughs> oh my god, be we would we would it would be like a a, a scene from the Brothers Grunt. It would be disgusting, <laughs> but it would be effective in relaying our love, our brother. Somehow love the veins another. would pop out, and you could see between the skin and the vein. That's how far it would pop out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the story of the Brothers Grunt. Boom. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Look, the, I don't, I, I've been, I've been, I've been swimming around this review all day long, but yeah, the point is you picture yourself getting four nights of hot ape summer over the course of a month, or if it's rare twice a week, <laughs> like yeah. four hours nearly of, of, um, chimera. And if you you put it into the to the perspective of of Chad the killer ape boy being a tiny slice of this thriller drama, and yeah. you got a hell of a story on your hands, and mm-hmm. you talking about Nancy and seeing her life and like there's these characters that are just one off characters, but we spend seven eight minutes. And you learn about Nancy's life before she decides to go work at the Jenner Clinic. And you get 
like the, the, the scene that sticks out in my mind is when not Nancy, who's the other lady that Samantha Wells was that? Um, uh, uh, the, the blonde lady, the blonde, the clinic. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Um, um, well, when, when the, when the ex-boyfriend slash like, uh, amateur detective shows up at her apartment and there's like that squatter in there and they have like this yeah. whole side story about the squatters. Like, I know. you don't know when she's coming back, right? Like I'm cool <laughs> to be here. And then like the guy, like proceeds to just say, well, I know his, her brother just got out of prison, but I, you know, I don't like, like it didn't, <laughs> that didn't have anything to do with the movie, but it was there. Yeah. Because we had four yeah. hours to to let it breathe, like we had yes. four hours to explore the yes. whatever what the hell we were watching. I'm so glad you I'm you expressed this. This is exactly what I wanted to say, and you said it, Dale. And you this said is it. what I said in my short ass letterbox review is that these series they're so good. Like this was a novel, and they put they put the whole, I mean I didn't read the book, but. It feels it feels like you're watching a novel. All those yeah. details like that, like that's what it's like reading, you know, a thriller, like a, a in word form. Yeah, you get all the details. You get every character. You know, you dip into their lives and all these little details. That's that's what I like about these series. You know, mm-hmm. it's I I don't know. I love it. I love yeah. it. It's what you can do when you have all this time you know, to spend with these characters, you know, yes. four hours instead of a, an hour and a half. And I can totally see, you know, this movie was recut, recut to show in America and, and it was a 90 minute movie called monkey boy. I could see how they could probably extract a 90 minute story out of this, but yeah. And, and it's probably, that is probably for a, the right audience in it, in its own way, but give me chimera and give me like this soap opera it's like a soap opera yeah. and it's about corrupt politicians and what people are willing to do in the name of science and not have morals or yeah. have like ethically gray, greedy, <laughs> more like the greed is driving them and they don't really care what happens when half boy, half chimp chimps are born so much so that, the, you know, like their biggest problem was naming this thing, Chad, right? I mean, <laughs> Somebody went so far, somebody went so far as to tell us that the doctor cut its vocal cords. Oh, like my how? God. Like you're going to tell us that you're that barbaric, but you're going to give it the name Chad, and it's got like yeah. these human characteristics. Uh, you know, no wonder. Like Chad is legit. Like taking like the the har- the horrific aspects of Chad. He's taking butcher knives and and uh, like meat cleavers to people. To murder them. I mean, yeah. Chad, like, Chad, while being this sympathetic figure, is also this horrific, menacing killer. Yeah. Too. With big haunches. You see the haunches on that boy? Like, his ass cheeks. I mean, his wow. voluptuous. It's like, <laughs> it's like a little, it's like a, it's like a, a emotional <laughs> miniature horse that somebody would have. Like a, an emotional yeah. mini pony that they would he have. Was, as an, and he was like wearing overalls the whole time, but you could still, you could tell he was packing haunch oh, material yeah. back there. Yeah. Like, wow. Complete. It was, wow. it was complete. It was complete total package back there. <laughs> um, 
God, you said so many great things. Uh, one thing I wanted to say is, is this definitely has this sort of that Stephen King feel where like, you know, that's the big joke that like every other Stephen King book is the main character is basically a, a, a writer. It's basically Stephen King. You know, it's like, oh, it's a novelist <laughs> or something. This this feels like our main, he's, he's kind of our main character, but Peter Carson, who's like a, a, I couldn't help but think maybe this is the original writer's, like <laughs> this oh. was his life that he was living off daddy's money and he was just writing, uh, you know, m- articles about old movie stars and stuff, you know. Uh-huh watching old movies like he's just a total like nerd obsessive who gets wrapped his ex-girlfriend gets murked and he uh gets wrapped up in uh researching his uh way to truth and justice <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and my apologies this is this is the guy i would uh, think would be a podcaster in this in this day and age oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. totally yeah uh, um but yeah, so you go back to go back. I, I did not see the death of Nancy coming, and it was a brilliant maneuver. It was awesome. They had me. I was like, I have to watch episode two now. I have to. I mean, yeah. even though I had to for the show, I was like, yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. it's like the whole first episode is Nancy's journey. It's all her. Like, yeah, you She's, are 100 committed to her. It's like, this is her story. Like, this is going to be four episodes of her. And then she's just slaughtered in the in the in the alleyway dale mm. by a monkey knife man by by a monkey knife man who then <laughs> sets the building on fire and it, like his <laughs> the body count at the end of that first episode is like 10 oh my god yeah it's bad it's 10 bad yeah yeah and from there we proceed to chad goes into hiding he's freaking out he goes into hiding and lives in some kid's barn and murders his their parents like the way he murders these kids' parents, I th- know. this show does not hold back. Yeah, especially when later in the in the movies, like the kids make eye contact with their dead parents, the they daughters do? like freaking out. Yeah, because oh, they see like the mom's messed up face is like all jacked Ugh. up and bloody. <laughs> and somebody like mentions like just cover them back up, but the daughters like screaming oh, and, yeah. and like Joe Lynch's. John Lynch's. Oh yeah, like, they have to shoulder that hole in the barn to see the the decomposing corpses. Oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. All this like backdropped against you know like uh, a business trying to cover up its tracks and like clean up its mess so they can continue on with the corporate greed and yeah. the uh, you know it, it's. God, the patent would be worth billions if you could get it through. Billions. Well, you could experiment on them like people, but without any of the ethical problems. Harvest them for transplant organs, send them wherever there's radiation. No votes, no strikes, no rights, no problems. And that farm, that farming family too, they had some, didn't they have like some background where like all their animals were like tainted by radioactivity or something? Oh, you know? yeah. It was like another theme of uh, business and yeah, uh, progress, like destroying these people's lives mm-hmm. they're just you know they're just they're man. just suffering through it like they got no answers and it had this it had great like small town politics too you know i loved whenever we would visit the the inn where like the various characters would like come to stay oh my god visiting yeah the town and stuff and that surly uh barmaid lady she, she was so amazing <laughs> she's like oh you're here your wife's in the fertility clinic huh yeah it's yeah. like i see them all the time and oh, God. 
And on top of that, we get the police detective who was just called off of the, like, he was oh, stepping on the plane to go to, on vacation. So he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, this what guy. A, oh a, my what God. a piece of flair. What a piece of flavor to this. Yeah. And he's wearing it. How many days was he wearing that shirt sleeping in his office? Right. Because he's invested like, Why wasn't he going home to sleep? That, that was another weird thing, <laughs> right? He was oh, yeah. like just wearing his clothes for days and days. Yeah. His stupid Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Maybe he was he, just holding out hope that he, his boss would let him finally get to the airport so he could join his Yeah, family. right. He was promising his wife that he'd be there a couple more hours. Yeah. He, he, he even like ch- introduced himself as Don, Don Johnson to- Yeah, that was awesome. Oh my God. Amazing. <laughs> This guy's just trying to get to the, to, to, he's just trying to get to the truth. Okay. Like he's not on the side of the corporations. He's not on the side of Chad, the murderous monkey boy. He needs answers. It was so perfect. Cause it wasn't, he didn't, but he didn't care. It was his boss. His boss was mad that the, uh, I don't know what the, the, equivalent to the FBI in the States, whatever came in and took the investigation of the, the slaughtered people in the fire away from him. Yeah. So, but he was like, he was so mad. He wasn't, he was going to keep the investigation going, but he wasn't going to do him himself. He just ordered his, his uh, lackey. who's was supposed to be on vacation to do it and sleep right. in his office and wear the same clothes for a week. Uh. And he would check in like every five days with them. <laughs> I know. So that's that was Still his job on going. set. You know, that was his. <laughs> They're not going to get away with this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't do this to our town. Right. Okay. Now, yeah. Just, you just keep doing what you're doing then. Yeah. So, so keep it up. Yeah. Keep it up. <laughs> the, uh, the scene where Chad is playing board games with the little brother and sister, like they're trying to keep them yeah. occupied. And like the brother and sister are getting mad because Chad doesn't know how to play because he can't communicate with them. And Chad gets pissed off and he like hops up on the nightstand. But before, before he's done pouting and hops off the nightstand, he kicks everything over on the nightstand and then hops down on the nightstand. What like a kid, what a, what a, and a, a character like flair, yeah. what, like what a little, little something to give this little thing character. I know it was so because we got such clear shots of Chad like he wasn't like like once we saw him we saw him and it wasn't like he was like a menacing figure in the shadows it was just like I almost wish they'd leaned into that more and we got more time with Chad and we got more of his personality because I felt like they were really trying to the movie it, the the series does get you to sympathize with him you know by the by the end by of the it end. he gets slaughtered in the street Jack Ruby style you're like yeah, like oh man, he didn't deserve that. He's just trying to. He doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he's a a man made monster. It's not his fault. You know, um. But I, yeah, I felt like they could have had a little more of that. Like I would have liked more interaction with him and the kids. Because yeah, yeah, because because it, it was just like oh, they're buddies. Like and they, you know, I I would have liked to seen that illustrated a little more. And there was there was definite that you know Chad's character. Like they had to do 
what they had to do. But yeah, there was like a little bit of mixed signal. And, you know, we, Chad is a complicated character because he can't communicate. We can't know what he's exactly thinking or how he's going to react. But, you know, when they flash back to the orderly that's getting ready to go feed him and they legit show the hands of Chad slicing the guy's throat. <laughs> like you can't get much more like it. It wasn't out of a fit of anger and he sh- strangled yeah. him by mistake or he like caved in his skull. Chad slit this guy's throat. Yeah. He, no, it was like, it was Jason Voorhees. Like he was like zero emotions, zero like, emotion. I'm slitting this man's throat right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Not exactly. like not monkey bouncing off the walls, you know, ripping faces. This is, right. <laughs> this is calm, cool collected. I'm yeah. opening up your throat right now. Right. Yes. Yes. So like I'm the, opening a letter that juxtaposed with him playing games with the kids and, but he gets, <laughs> yeah. but he gets angry. You know, he gets angry because the kids are mad yeah. at him and, you know, but he's like pouting like a child, but also he sets fire to a building and kills nine other people that same night and you know he kills the kid's parents he kills the kid's parents i know with like with the dad he like shoves a dagger into his chest or something yeah yeah that was that was crazy because it was like the kids didn't know i guess the kids didn't know he did it until the very end yes but it was driving me crazy the whole time i was like do these kids understand the kids like parents are in the barn decomposing as we speak like like I'm sure they can smell them, you know? Yeah, right. So can, you know, the wild. Well, it is a barn, actually. Maybe they couldn't. Maybe it was covered up with all the other smells. Maybe. Um, I love the name Dr. Hors- Horsley. That was a, That's a good name. One of the female doctors. Um, God, yeah. I mean, we get so deep into Dr. Jenner. So Dr. Jenner's the, the big villain. This is his whole thing. He's obsessed. He's, he seems like a scientist who's not talented, but he's good at raising money. He's good at taking, shiving other scientists in the back and <laughs> taking their projects away from them and turning the research into monkey half-man situations. Right. And, uh, and he get, he's good at making people like him, I think, and want to work with him. Um, but it's weird because we don't get a lot of him in the movie. He's like the big bad villain that everyone is like, trying to figure out but he's like you know we just get snippets of him yeah it's, it's kind of interesting how they did that yeah so. it, it it and that's a good point i mean it, but it's interesting but it's also like he's the big bad villain but maybe they don't need to show him a whole lot because there's nothing you can do because he's always going to be there he's going to be there after chad's dead he's going to be there yeah. to see the birth of dozens of more baby chads at the end of that movie like it's uh it's this weird thing where it's like you, they're not going to show him because he's just going to be there. Like this is just this is the way it is. Well, he died. I mean, he died. Oh, I'm I'm confusing <laughs> the the two the two people then. Yeah, there's there's the other there's the like the MI six guy, whatever he is, MI ape, whatever M-I-A. he's in charge of. <laughs> it's, yeah, 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 yeah. The That's M-I-A. the other weird thing. There seems to be a whole like wing of the the shadow government that is just We're, charged on protecting the ape. The half man, half ape uh, mm-hmm. development. Yes, making sure the patents don't don't get out, <laughs> right? <laughs> to to enemy states, to foreign agents, you know. And even uh, even there's a line that's like, 
it's once the patents get sold, it's not our problem anymore or something like that. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Dirty, you know, it's like, they're it's super, just, I mean, it's very corporate mercenary. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, it's dirty. It's just dirty. Like look at the end, that last shot with half chimp, half human babies. And there's just, oh yeah. Tons of incubators <laughs> full shot. of them. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, they, God, I mean, how about the sequel that that would have been, that's a great planet of the apes, uh, introduction that, that shot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they, I mean, just like, like they, they catch wind of like why they were created and, you know, you know, like they get smart enough to realize (laughs) they're just science experiments so they could be patented. The next series is called United Apedom and the whole island's overrun by ape people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like the uh, the references to the chimera in the show. Like that's chimera is mm. primarily a mythological hybrid creature. Project Chimera. The the use yeah. of the the use of that like operatic classical like church music or like it was yeah. be- it was hauntingly beautiful. I loved the the Nigel Hess. I remember the name. But the composer wow. and the music is done by Nigel Hess because I was like, this is working for me. Chad kind of looks like, he does look a little bit like a, a monkey Chucky. Doesn't he? Especially with that, yeah, that like overalls, that untamable hair. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, there, there's, there's so many details in this. Like we could, we could probably tease another episode out because yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't even, you know, really. Yeah, I love all the thriller aspects. I love all the investigations and stuff, and trying to like I. I loved that character of the magazine researcher. Like when he's telling yeah. the podcaster, I, I call him the podcaster, but when he's, yeah. he's like, you know, I could go further, but it's not necessarily going to be legal. But the way his yeah. character like leans on other people to get what he oh wants out of him and stuff, God. he's amazing in this role. I know. This dude. Give that guy a show. Yeah. Like magazine researcher thriller. I, I, I could have watched him turn the screws on people oh, oh, mm-hmm. just for hours. He's so good. I forget what his name is. I, I, I wonder um, if it's uh, Windler. Was it Windler? Because this dude was in a ton of movies. Darkest Hour, uh, Force Awakens, Tomorrow Never Dies, Patriot Games. I wonder because he was amazing in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Oxford Blue starring Rob Lowe and Ali Sheedy. <laughs> oh, Hello. I mean, holy it's good shit. Stuff. Darth Vader was in this, Dale. Really? Whoa. Wait a second. Okay. So the old, you know, the old doctor in the old folks home that they, the scientist they found <sighs> who had the video videotape. Yeah. That's, that's Darth Vader with, when they take the mask off in Return of the Jedi. Oh my God. Sebastian Shaw. Holy shit. Wow. He's not even in Letterboxd. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm on IMDb just because it's a huge cast. There's a lot of people in this. Yeah. Wow. 
That's amazing. Wow. Win. Another win for Chimera. Yeah, so listeners, you're all wrong. This is a great <laughs> show. I can't believe we, we watched a series, Dale. This is not... I know. Damn. What is happening? We could have made each one of these episodes a, a, a week of hot eep summer, you know? Yeah. I Well, I find British TV very fascinating, so I will gladly break our rules of uh, format. For, for this, yeah. Anything British, yeah. What a blast. <laughs> what a blast this movie was. The series. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good pick, Dale. You, you, you tracked this guy down. I yeah. think you tracked all these down. These were all your picks, I think. They're our picks. Um, yeah, they're all our picks. Okay. God, Dale, I can feel the sweat uh, piling up uh, mm. on my, my uh, <laughs> office chair. We got to get so. through this. We got we to gotta, we gotta jump into the mailbag. We got to go um, hip deep into the mailbag. We sure do. And uh, root around. Noodle, catch some uh, letters. Dale, how, did did they have a lot of office chairs at uh, SmackDown when you, that you were there, like around the ring? I always wonder about do they do they transport those big black office chairs in the trucks, or do they? Yeah, they go, you know, they're, they're sending guys to Office Max in every city they show up in. Yeah, I wondered that. I wondered that too. It was very. It was a very modest setup with only one announcer's tables with like two, maybe three office chairs at the announcer's table, but there was not a lot around there. I was impressed with like the video, like instead of like the bike racks that would separate the ring from the audience anymore, there's like oh, video yeah, walls yeah, yeah. and stuff. It's very, very yeah. impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. Okay. Uh, 315-544-0966. It's the official Hot Ape Summer hotline. Brought to you by Bat and Spider. Bat and Spider Pod at gmail.com. And, you know, the past couple of weeks, we've been just desperate for letters and voicemails because nobody has communicated with us. And it's like, is this even getting out to the masses? So I hope this week. Maybe there's something wrong with the with our feed. I, I just, Maybe that's, the episodes aren't going out. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so hopefully. People have gotten the message and people have, you know, delivered. I'm checking the mailbag now. Okay. Okay. It looks like we got a couple things. More than oh, more than previous. Good. good. Okay. Oh, Mother oh. will be pleased. <laughs> First up, Foxtrot Bebop coming in. Ooh. Hello, Bat and Spider, Chuck and Dale. I didn't watch the first two episodes of Chimera, so I'm hella excited for what you guys have to say on the pod. They named him Chad. <laughs> <laughs> hot hot ape summer forever foxtrot bebop thanks foxtrot nice thanks for the damn dirty email i was imagining foxtrot with a, a tattoo that said hot ape summer forever on his, his upper bicep oh flexing. god if only yeah if only next up is an email from kevin cablasto uh, after our joshing and japing and teasing because he was supposed to email us weeks ago from what we understand yeah the subject of this email on this email a long time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, apparently it's been sitting in his outbox for a month. Who knows? Uh, the subject, this email is two weeks late. Hello, my Chuck, watch me when I do. Hello, my special boys. Uh, 
A few weeks back, someone wrote in with a bunch of random facts, and you two were popping boners left and right with this educational <laughs> contribution to your otherwise malnourished source of entertainment. So here are several. Okay. F- so here here are several fun facts about crows. About who? Crows. All right, because this is what Chat GPT chose to to present to him as. Do we a, have? Do we have to continue? I this? have to. It's more contractually obligated. All right. Crows remember faces and can hold a grudge through several generations. Crows have regional dialects and will also create a unique sound to identify a human, thus naming that person and will only use that sound to refer to them. Crows make tools. They are only one of four species on Earth that can craft tools. Humans, orangutans, orangutans, and chimpanzees are the others. They make tools. How do they make a tool? I mean, I can see them like picking up a stick and saying this is a tool, but making a tool? Right. Are they, what, what are they, whittling duck deto- decoys for, for, the, uh, for the fall <laughs> hunting season to blast? Uh, question, do you know the technical term for a group of at least three crows? If you said a murder, you're wrong. A murder of crows mm. is the poetic name for a group of crows, not the scientific name. Most scientists don't use that term. They would refer to them as a flock. Okay. All right. Let's wrap this up. Are we, uh, how intelligent, we got a lot more left? How intelligent are crows? Crows are known to be as intelligent as a seven-year-old human. Studies show that crows have a higher number of tightly packed neurons that process information, allowing them to work out complex tasks. It's like um, 3D uh, flash NAND memory. And those crows. Hi, mem.sis. <laughs> How does a crow know the difference between a jelly and a jam? Chuck can't jelly a crow up his ass. Which is, which is just a reused joke from, from one wintry email several years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not laughing at that. I'm not chuckling. I'm not promoting this email anymore. That, 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 what you heard come out of my mouth was, I, I just, I choked on my water. You're Arnold Palmer. Your friend, your friend and mine, Kevin Cablasto. Thank you. Oh, jeez. Thank you. Okay. No, don't take, take that back. We got a couple of voicemails because again, we've, we have been so desperate mm. for some action. We need people to take notice. We need the sponsors to take notice. We need higher ups to take notice that people are listening and, and, Direct communication is, is key to that. So we got a couple voicemails here. Curvy. Grape ape. Grape ape. Grape ape. Grape ape. Grape. Who's that from? Is that is his name Grape Ape? Is that who says that? Grape Ape? I don't know. Voiced by Bob. It's a like cartoon, right? Yeah. Grape Ape. Was that on USA Cartoon Express? Was he in Great Grape Ape Show? Oh yeah, Bob Holt. How do you know this, Dale? Next up. It's a 40-foot purple gorilla. Jeez. Jesus, that's menacing, to say the least, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Next one. Hot ape summer, baby. Man. These are coming in hot. They're coming in hot now. It's like like, uh, we're getting terrorized? uh, Are we getting terrorized? Yeah, that, that one sounded... A little serial killerish. That was like uh, either that or uh, calling us in the middle of the night uh, while their wife is sleeping. 
<laughs> leaning over the edge of the bed. Right. Cupping the phone. All right. Um, got one last voicemail here. Hey, Bat and Spider. This is Dale underscore A. And I just want to let you know I watched the movie this week, Chimera. <laughs> what? Chimera. What? And uh, Chuck and Dale, wow. You really picked a good one this week. I got I to gotta say. This this forgives all other wow. Bat and Spider selections so far. Wow. For Hot Ape Summer. Okay. Hot Ape Summer is where it's at. I, I loved this That's true. picture. If you think of it as being a mini series, week to week, an episode is a release. <clears throat> and it's and it's got more than horror. It's got That's more than said. grotesque yeah. Yeah. ape chimp babies. You, you said that exactly. It's got it all. It's got drama, yeah. it's got uh Don Johnson esque humor in, in the form of a of a police detective. You said that. It's got it all. And yeah, uh, yeah. I can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts, and I can't hear what I can't wait to hear myself uh, on the air via this voicemail. I love you guys. Love you, Chuck. Love you, Dale. Bye. Wow. Love you, Dale. Wow. Wow, Dale. That was man. Um, g- glad to have you aboard, Dale. Uh, I hope you stick around and li- uh, keep listening. This is um, you seem like a pretty sharp uh, tool. Individual. I mean, individual. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Fuck. Man. Wow. That's great. Sounds like old Dale underscore A uh heard the call and need for yeah. people to to chime in this week. Or yeah, yeah, or yeah. or he, we might hurt ourselves. And he came He's through. one of the good ones. Yeah. He's one of the good ones. He figured out. He's like, oh, hey, these guys they need something. They need some feedback. This is not this is uh this is not golf. This is tennis, you know? I mean, you know, to be fair, the bit would have worked had we gotten no other voicemails or emails like we have the past couple weeks. But, uh, you know, the more the merrier this week. Okay, that was it. Next week, Chuck, next week we have uh, one last movie in the hot ape summer, what, oeuvre? Yeah, one more to go. Last week. It's the last week. Oh, is it Night of the Bloody Ape? That's what it's called. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember, but... Next week, Night of the Bloody Apes. Last last curtain call for Hot Ape Summer. Half man, half beast, all horror. A surgeon transplants the heart of an ape into his ailing son with horrific results. Now this looks... Okay, this is... We, we picked a few wild cards, but this, uh, of all the movies selected this month, this one feels like it is prime Bat and Spider material. Yeah, there's nothing that I need more than to go back to formula. And this, I think, does it for yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, look at this. Look at the poster. This this man seemingly who has an ape heart inside of him. Mm-hmm. You can uh, see the pawing, scar. Pawing at the supple skin of a, Jesus. a young lady. The, the stuff that must be racing through this, this ape man's mind as he paws. Yeah, just pure animal instinct because mm-hmm. I got to paw something. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, sound the alarm to be TV us. We're USA. back. USA, USA. Thank God we're back. It's been far too long. Yeah. We've started to atrophy. Our, our tubi muscles have been atrophying, but we're back sick. Yeah. Our thick tubi muscles have been <laughs> without, for, for too long. 
Hey, Dale, this is not our first movie by this director. Get out of here. Uh, Renee Cordona, who directed uh, Batwoman. Remember we watched that Mexican Batwoman wrestler movie? Oh, yeah. Did we watch that for the show? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like he's done some Santo movies as well. Yeah. We got to get on Santo. Batwoman wrestling versus the Aztec mummy. I got, yeah, I got to watch those. What about this movie, Las Computadoras? Wow. Whoa. Are we just pivoting to the Renee Cardona podcast like we teased back in the Batwoman episode? Yeah. Operation 67. Oh, man. Mm. God bless. Wow. Well. God, that Batwoman outfit. My God. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is all going to come to a close. The last episode of Hot Ape Summer. We're excited. You're excited. Our voicemail leavers are excited. Our emailers are excited. Yeah, you can tell. No more crow emails. I'm putting my foot down. Thank you, Chuck. You heard that, yeah, folks. Do not send them. No. We don't want them. We're not going to look at them. They're just going to go in the trash next time. We say this right. with peace and love. <laughs> yeah. In our, in our ape hearts. No new crow emails. We say this with peace and love. <laughs> All right, Dale, I got to go. Let's end this. Special thanks again to Olive Haas for the amazing show art this week. And yeah. uh, we got one more guest artist coming up for Night of the Bloody Apes. And, um, and then we're going uh, to figure out what we're doing after that. Who knows if, we, if, if this yeah. show continues. You know, we'll see. It's a crapshoot. Oh, and hey, if you're not a Kofi subscriber, <gasps> oh, you, yeah. may have, you may have listened by now. But we have a special Kofi Hot Ape Summer episode with a very special guest. So, yes. if you're not on Kofi, you might want to um, throw us a dollar. Get in that action. Get on that Kofi feed. That's right. That's right. Highly recommended. ko-fi.com slash bat and spider. Just throw us uh, anything you want and you get access to a private RSS feed with, with exclusive content. And uh, it's Hot Ape Summer related, baby. Yeah. Damn right it is. Everybody out there. We love you. Chuck, I love you. I I love you, Dale. And I love the listener, Dale, who called in. I also love him. Special props to him. He sounds like an amazing person. Hungry. Yeah, he sounds Sounds really good. Maybe we should have him on the Kofi, the Black Dungeon. We'll see. He sounds hungry and knowledgeable and handsome and good with the microphone and wanting to get better. He wants to get better. Yeah. No? We can tell. You could tell he's hungry. Just by the sound of his voice. You can tell. Yeah, you can tell. All right, I'm hitting stop. theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Mm.